Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pod Stallions. I am Brian, and with me to my left is my good friend Jason. How are you? Hello, sir. I'm all right. Happy New Year to you. Happy 2024. Happy, New Year. Happy 2024. We live in the future. We made it. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I had a funny epiphany today about uh, the future in that I was throwing out a pair of really mangled gym pants I have. And I realized I bought those in the year 2000. You know, and, and pants from the year 2000 still sounds futuristic to me. It does. It's funny how that hasn't really gone away, has it? Yeah. In the year 2000. Um, what was I watching the other night that I was... Oh, man. Now, I, now I'm trying to think of... Well, it was a sci-fi-ish kind of thing, and it was saying... When the blah blah war happened in you know 2039, and it, it but it was it went back a ways. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oof, wow, that gave me a chill. You know, um, 2000 still sounds pretty high yeah. tech. And you know, it, it, it's also helped kept timely by enduring classics like Blues Brothers 2000. Right. Yeah. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Uh, was it Heavy Metal 2000? Was there a Heavy Metal 2000? I thought it was. Was it called Heavy Metal F-A-K-K? Oh, was it? Yeah, I I have never seen it. It did not um, look to have anything to do with... Uh, oh, you're right. Uh, it was called Heavy Metal 2000. There you go. Oh, There's yeah, I no, guess... No reason for me to know that. Hey, it had Billy Idol in it, sir. Right, and that once he once he his scenes were done, I went okay. I'm done. I, I, it's yeah. not going to get any better. I'm going to turn it off now. Yeah, I forgot this existed. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Julie. Uh, Julie Strain. Strain? Yeah. 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 Who was married? I think to um, uh, the 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 turtles creator, one of the co-creators there. Yes. Time um, Saban. That's right. I think he owns everything, but. Is he on the turtles now? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I was just being silly. Uh, Eastman, Kevin Eastman, I believe. Mm. Yeah. So this is so this is our we, we usually well in the 17 years we've been doing the show we've done these best of our picks uh, toward the end of the year but this time we thought no no we're not doing it that way we're doing it at the beginning of the year and uh, looking backwards a bit because isn't everyone already nostalgic for 2023 i know i am I, I you know it depends on what part um there are months that could just go to hell forever but there was a couple that weren't bad yeah no i was being i was being i, I could scratch the last three years and just throw oh. it in the garbage basically but you know we thought we'd, we'd look backwards a bit and uh now keep in mind listener we haven't seen every <laughs> We haven't seen every single thing that's come out in 2023. We haven't seen every movie, every TV show, read every comic or book, uh, you know, uh, tried out every workout video. But Wait, we're going with I, the stuff I may have. Done. We're going with the stuff that we've seen and we've done. And um, to kick it off, what better way than the thing we talk about almost the most is movies, right? Let's. Mm. We start with the movie category. Do you want to do you want to go first and give me one of yours, and I'll give you one of mine in no order, or how do you want to do it? Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm going to go in an order of like um, 
decl- like you know the, 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 my last movie will be the best one I saw last year. But other than so you're that, going so uh, the the first four or five no order, but you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna bring it home strong yes. with the best thing you saw last year. Yes. Okay. And you want to do it all in one go, or do you want to play tennis here? What do you want to do? Let's play tennis. Okay. All right. Go. Okay. Um, I caught this over the Christmas holidays. It's a documentary uh, called Albert Brooks Defending My Life. Um, I've always been something of an admirer of Albert Brooks, but never really followed him, you know, uh, that profusely. So I really enjoyed uh, this look into his life and what motivated him. And and I really do think he is one of the great wits Mm. out there. So um, I, I found it an easy um, movie to lose two hours to, that's for sure. Yeah, I, you know, it's weird. I'm dying to see it. Um, there's something weird going on with uh, Max here oh. in, in the U.S. It used to be HBO Max. And, you know, like we said before, like, you know, it's got a good thing going. Might as well piss all over it and change it to make it worse. And ever since the changeover, it's been so choppy. So... So in other words, I can I can go to Max and go, okay, let's try um, Clute. You know, I'll try watching that, and it, and it plays the audio and the signal is scrambled. And then I go, okay, well let me try this. I can try three or four in a row that won't play, and then find a newer film that'll play just fine. And then same thing with with documentaries or anything else. So that one I can't watch at this point, and I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna get crazy about it, but I'm dying to see it because. Um, I'm a big fan of his and always have been. Yeah, the more the more I read about streaming services these days, uh, the more I want to buy DVDs. Um, Do you know what? I I watched uh, I rewatched a movie last night. Did you ever see a movie called The Illusionist with um, uh, Edward Norton and Paul Giamatti? No, I, I've heard of it. I, I've never seen it though. It's a it's a good. It came out the same time as uh, the uh, the Prestige, and of oh. course the other one got. Got more attention, but it was about a magician, and it's in Vienna at a certain time and everything. And it's good, but I'm on a real Paul Giamatti uh, kick right now, so he's in it, and I wanted to, to see it again. And as I was reading about it, I think it made. I think the movie cost about thirty million or twenty five million. And this is two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I think it made like seventy five million when it got released on DVD. Brought in another thirty five million dollars for the studio on DVD. Now, as you know, that's the bread that they could get in and go, oh, well, now we can make a $5 million movie. We're, we're, we're getting more money back, and we'll take more chances making smaller films. And when you start taking that away, you get less creativity from the studios. Um, but I think people are really kind of waking up to it, especially not maybe the studios, but consumers, um, that it's really hard to find stuff when you're looking for it. And you're better yeah. off keeping your stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just uh, I think the other day I was trying to watch something on Disney Plus that they made for Disney Plus, a documentary series about Marvel called, I think, 616. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But one of the episodes was about the evolution of the Toei Japanese Spider-Man show. And I, I, I was I'd forgotten it. So I wanted to rewatch it. It's not there anymore. Oh, see? And it's like, I don't think that's cool. I. I I understand this rotating platform of selection, but if you make something for the platform exclusively, it should always be there. 
Uh, 100%. I could not agree more. And they did it with a bunch of shows. There, there was a show that was on Disney Plus called some long name. I forgot. I think it's based on a, a young adult book or something about these genius kids and these, these twin brothers, one kind of for good, one for bad. Tony Hale played both of them. Great show. They did two seasons of it. Um, gone. It's it's totally gone. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no other way to see it. It's the same thing with the Willow show, which I th- honestly thought was an abomination. But I'm I don't I don't care about Willow anyway. But I I sat through it. But all that work, all that writing, all those actors, all that effort, and there's no way to see the Willow show <laughs> at this point. I just think oh, that's I'm awesome. pretty sure there's ways. I'm pretty sure both my kids could show me in half an hour, but. Um, well, I know what you're yeah, saying. Probably, you, it's still yeah. you have to really want to find and, it, and that's just it. Most people these days kind of go, "What was the name of the movie?" And then they look it up, and if they can't find it in five ten minutes, they're moving on to something else. Like you're, yeah. you're missing out on so much because no one's going to do that kind of work, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, the but, other uh, day, the other day, I, I realized that I don't like as much as I like post-apocalyptic movies. I couldn't remember the last time I sat down and watched The Road Warrior. And, um, you know, I didn't own it either. And, and I got a craving to buy, you know, to rent it. But I, the only place you could get it was, of course, the one streaming service I don't have. And it was like $5 to rent it. And I was like, I went to the used shop and got a copy for uh, $8 on Blu-ray. You know? Yeah, you might as well. There's so yeah. much stuff that that is larger, better known stuff that I'm shocked. I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm shocked are not streaming anywhere. There's a there's a um, you know the, the, the Star Trek films, for example, the the original cast. I have yeah. all those. <clears throat> I have all those on DVD, so I can always pull it down. But if you just like, I don't want to get the box set out and do the thing. And there was one night where I just went. I just want. I feel like watching motion picture right now. And just finding it and hitting play. Did you lie and, down and let that and, pass? And it, it, you know, it, it, I went to five different platforms. It was like, I swear to God, it was here on this one. Wait, it was on Paramount Plus with all the other Star Trek. Why is it not on Paramount Plus? Eventually, it's now been moved, moved to Max. To Max. Actually, I read that today. So you go, who can keep track of this stuff? Who can possibly keep track of these yeah. things? And, and again, um, Paramount Plus is like supposed to be the Star Trek destination. Yes, all Paramount. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. And it's like yeah, they, it's, what, uh, you mean they they took the best stuff, which are the movies that the, the, a lot like a, a people's go to. Um, though especially those first you know few movies, and and took them away. Like it doesn't make sense. Um. And not that I was crying, but like even the Doctor Who streaming thing, um, I just realized like I have no access to Jodie Whittaker's. So you you don't have the the 2005 to to uh, Jodie Whittaker. You don't have that anywhere. I have 2005 to Capaldi, the end, um, <clears throat> and I don't know uh, exactly why. If it's still if it's still contractually obligated to the the broadcast channel, which may may be likely, like um, it used to be available on like f- for a while those all those disappeared, save for the Jody Whittakers. Then the Jody Whittakers disappeared. So I don't know, um, and it's not like I'm 
tearing up the couch cushions to find it you know like it's it's no, fine I, 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 I was curious it. one night i was like well maybe i'll give one of those a shot and then uh i there was no chance here um it's the classic show is on uh britbox um i think including the made for tv 50th anniversary movie that mark gatiss wrote mm-hmm. um the 2005 to jody whitaker is on max and then the new show is up on Disney Plus. It's just the new show. Okay. Okay. Weird. So, Got to okay. do some other thing. But <clears throat> okay. So I'll I'll go with my my um, like I said in no particular order. But um, Evil Dead Rise. Oh yeah. I loved it. I absolutely loved it, and I loved it more the second time. You know, I would say they're 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 really doing well with all the Evil Deads. Like like I like the remake from what was it 10 or 12 years ago that um was it Is that 10 or 12 it? years ago wasn't it like the one with, oh. the, with the female lead oh i think you're right oh it just makes me feel so damn old maybe uh, maybe less yeah. maybe it was a little less but you know they <clears throat> they um changed the the lead uh, uh to a female lead and finds the book in a cabin they're trying to detox her because she's been a drug addict kind of thing and it goes freaking hard like it is, you know, it's got that Evil Dead feel of extreme gore with laughter and everything. <clears throat> and then this one, um, finding the lo- you know, the location that they did in a uh, apartment building, just a whole different thing. And they're adding layers to kind of the mythology of the, the how many books there were and where they went, and and it goes really super hard. Like it, it's really dark and extreme. And um, I thought it was great. I. Uh, I, I liked it more the second time, but if you haven't seen it out there, I I really recommend it. So it really it really does something new with the property. Yeah, it's a, it does something new with with yes yes with how the book is found, you know some other information that kind of kind of comes out like and you kind of go oh but but they're still you realize the deeper you go they're locking the. Um, original films in with the ash versus evil dead even the remake that was 10 years ago whatever like it's all connected like it's like it's a universe that's kind of connecting because i the way i read it i think there's three books so ash found the one but there's two other books and one of them is in this this newest uh, evil dead ah. uh, so yeah it goes it goes to some new places and the cast is great. I don't know the woman's name who's the lead, who plays the mom. Uh, she's an Australian actress, but amazing. Just mm. really good. Yeah, oh, it's, about, okay. it's about a family. But, you know, it, like I say, it uh, goes home. You know what else is about a family? Hmm. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it is. The best family franchise ever made about yeah. a family. It's a family-style franchise. That's right. <clears throat> you can eat all you can, all you can eat, basically. I've never seen... Five seconds of one of those. I think I've seen a little more than five seconds, but I could. Well, I, I just mean like other than the the occasional trailer, what you know, where I'm locked in there and have to watch it. I've I've never I've never sought any of those out. It truly is one of those things where when you see the trailer, you go, okay, I think I know what's going to happen in this in this yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm good. Yeah, but the but the kids love them. Just, yeah, no, I mean, well. obviously, uh, it, it's not for me, but it, it's, it's, they're not they're not making it to empty theaters. It's for nine billion other people. 
people yeah. this month. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so give me your next one. I'm assuming it's not one of the Fast and Furious franchise. You're correct. Okay. Um, this one kind of took me by surprise. So I'm saying this because um, the DC movies are, I think they're kind of coded in cynicism now um, because you know that it's over. Yeah. It's going to get rebooted and there's no, and for some reason now our brains are like, well, if this isn't building towards something, why would I watch it? Um, mm. Which is sort of weird, like, you know, to be entertained. Uh, but Shazam! Fury of the Gods was a movie I wasn't looking forward to. Um, I just thought it was going to suck for some reason, even though I quite enjoyed the first one. And I really, really liked it. Um, mm. It just it just worked for me. And uh, the stakes were right. And the whole the whole thing just sort of. I was like, hey, this is nice. This is sweet. Um and I, you know, I miss that in, in superhero movies sometimes is this kind of, um, you know, superheroes are supposed to be good. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I know that it was probably doomed to fail, especially after the, the amazing, you know, box office smash Black Adam. But um, I, I thought it was, uh, it was significantly better than that. That's for sure. And just as good as the first one. Well, I think part of the problem is, you know, I mean, right out the gate, you're and it's it's just the nature of what it is and you're not making excuses. But, you know, there's such a there's such a judgment if the thing doesn't work or I mean, doesn't make three hundred million dollars or whatever that it must have been. Yeah, it must have so, sucked. If uh, to me, it, OK, it's it's not my bag. I I I I cannot bear um, the lead actor. I just yeah. And if if you aren't buying what but, he's selling, stay away. But having said that, if you dug the first one, there's no reason you shouldn't enjoy the second one because it has the same vibe. Yeah. And yeah, it is a it is a gentler sort of superhero film, you know, like a PG uh, superhero thing that you, we don't have a lot of. Um, so I, I can't figure out why it didn't because the first one did so well, it was so big. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like, if, if just the people that loved the first one went out to see it, I think it would have done better. But that obviously that's no indication of anyone's enjoyment or how good the movie is. I mean, you know, the, like we, the, half the stuff we talk about is, you know, our failures essentially, but, but I mean, half the stuff we love are failures. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, but uh, yeah, I, I I really do. There's a lot of stuff that's come out that came out last year that I'm I'm really scratching my head trying to figure out why it it didn't do as well as it, you know, even Mission, like Mission Impossible. I, I cannot figure that out. Like like Maverick, everybody was Tom Cruise crazy with with Maverick and making a billion dollars or whatever. And I just thought, you know, we're you know, it's a home run, but. Nobody, I'm uh, beginning to think we don't have as many blockbusters in us these days. I, I don't know how to say it otherwise, but like, I just have this vibe that yeah, we'll, we'll go to the, like <clears throat> I, I don't go to the theaters much anymore. Yeah, um, no, that's true. And I love it, but I mean, I, but it's <sighs> a weird it's it's a weird dichotomy because we just lived through one of the most extraordinary things that's happened in cinema of late. Um, that really 
owes a massive debt to social media, obviously, but nobody saw the Barbenheimer thing coming. Like everyone thought they were going to do well, but nobody thought nobody could have dreamed that that, you know, a, a three hour uh, movie about the guy who built the bomb is going to make a billion dollars. And yeah, so I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, it's wild. And so it proves that there's, you know, when the right things sort of come along, like, you know, Guardians 3 was was big and everything. But but mm. just to and, and part of it is the, the, the cost. Obviously, they, they 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 lie about what these things cost. They lie about their salaries, the executives. They they spend way too much money on stuff, way too long developing. And it gets harder and harder. But still, I was kind of shocked by that. But but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I did. You know, again, I go into things going probably not going to like this but i'm still going to watch it and if i'm surprised then i'll be surprised but um yeah but if you can't stand zachary levi yeah i get that i i I just can't for me it was like that there was nobody in the second one that kind of said listen you know the stuff you were doing in the first one if you could just pull that back just a smidge like two degrees just just bring it back a bit and yeah. instead, it, he went up to 11 and a half with it. And I yeah, just, actually, that I thought in the, it didn't bother me so much in the first one. But in the second one, it's like this is making less and less sense because the kid is growing up. Well, that's and, just that's that's my biggest hang up. It's not just the performance. It's that the kid is a pretty mature 13 uh, year old or whatever. He's not, you know, a, you know, spastic. You know, he's he's, you know, pretty with it. And then suddenly he becomes the man and it's like he's five years old. And I just that makes me crazy. But but I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad that's that's good. Did you like the first one, too? So that's a nice a nice book in there uh, for you. Um, well, speaking of it, uh, uh, Oppenheimer, um, I can't oh, yeah. say enough about this movie. It just saw it in the theater. And for those of you that are wondering, gosh, I wish I'd seen it in the theater. Yeah. Maybe, but it's not what you think. Like it's it's not the scope of it. I'm saying if you if your first time seeing it is on you know your big screen TV or something, you're going to be fine because it's it's not that kind of film. It looks gorgeous, it looks amazing, but it is not sweeping vistas and you know dune sandworms and you know space battle. It's it's more the content, and it is. I've I've watched it three times now. I saw it in the theater, and I've watched it twice since, and it just keeps getting better. But I mean, it's um, it's scary. It's brilliant. Um, the 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 amount of information that you're getting in the, the, that amount of time, it it never slows down. It just keeps moving, and you know you're picking up information as it goes, and it keeps you interested. And the cast is like. I'm trying to think of a movie that had as many familiar faces popping into, you know, two or three scenes at a time kind of thing. I think the closest is maybe JFK when that came out, because it's, again, you know, a bit of history front and back of that, uh, the the incident itself. And, you know, tons of, of the cast of JFK is just incredible uh, at the time. Um, but I just loved it. I, 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 uh, I can't wait to see it again. I think it's... Um, and it's got my my girlfriend uh, Florence uh, Florence Pugue. Oh, you guys are dating. Yeah, yeah. We tried to keep it quiet, but I figure might as well announce it on on Pod Stallions for the four people that are listening. They can they can uh, spread it around. I'm dating Florence and the Machine. Oh, well, and the Machine. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
Very, it's a very open concept relationship. Very broad-minded of you. It is. It is. It's very mature. You. Yeah. Uh, so there's two for me. What's your next one? Well, this one's going to be kind of uh, not as uh, heavy as Oppenheimer, which I have not seen. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy three. I cannot believe how the, these films came out. Like bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Equal. Um, I've never had. I've never. I can't think of a film franchise that's pulled this off this well. The the uh, the, the, the uh, for a trilogy. I was saying the same hmm. thing the other day. The only thing I can think of, no disrespect, no disrespect to Return of the Jedi, but I think the generally general consensus is that, you know, it's not the first two. It's not doesn't have the same level of the only thing I can think of is Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, that's level. the only one that comes to mind where it, but but that almost doesn't feel right because they were filmed consecutively right <laughs> so it's like yeah. is that that's just one big long movie um, they had the advantage yeah yeah absolutely. uh so I, I don't know but yeah um i mean in terms of sequel especially sequels heavy with comedy like show movies heavy with comedy they tend to repeat the same story beats you know look at the austin powers or uh, if you can't stomach it, Anchorman 2. But these guys, they managed to even replicate those fun story bit, beats in ways that are just completely different. And, um, you know, I I just loved the um, the look of it, the, 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 the color, the, um, mm-hmm. the design. Yeah, the soundtrack. This 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 one was probably my least favorite soundtrack because I wasn't humming anything out of it. Um, except for so many great. For the dog days it over are over by Florence and the Machine. Now that I think of it. Um, See, there you go. Yes, like, like he he pulled off the impossible because that that's on my list as well. That's on my list of best of the. Year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I think this is getting more praise than it should because it just stayed as. It's not the best one. But it's it's just one of the three. Like it, I, and I mean that in a nice way. In that I don't have a favorite. I gotta say, because the first one was so fresh, like it, it's hard to. It really, oh, yeah. Really did some. I, I'd probably put it number one. Yeah, I, I would. I would too. I would put this I was one, in a dark place when I saw it, and it really, really helped. Um, but I, but yeah. I would put this right next to it, like this, yeah. and, and the and the second one is wonderful. But I do think the first two, and I mean the the first and the third. I mean it. The thing that killed me about it was again, I I love it when there's one. It's one thing to have a script or a story that's too busy, that you kind of go whoa 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 okay it's too much you know not everybody you know uh, like when I see you know the old uh, you know West Wing walk and talk thing I never liked that show I don't like so much it was another show that someone recommended and I was like nobody talks like this I know it's television but not everybody's a quip machine not everybody has the same level of you know oh yeah that's art. that's what uh, my wife's been watching lots of modern family lately yeah and, and and towards the end of that show it's like oh my god you know the parking garage person is witty like everybody is a road scholar i'll tell you i'll tell you what i think is a victim of it too even though it's a great show and i know you love it and everybody in it is great but 30 rock 
30 Rock is like, and I almost think they're doing it to such a degree that it's a piss take. Well, I find, I find it absurdist, though. They're all. Yeah, I think it, it is. But but when you don't let a joke breathe, when it's just like, because you're fitting in, you know, 40 extra jokes in a shorter amount of time or whatever. But my, yeah. my point is with, with Guardians 3, you know, yeah, there's quippiness. But they're completely different characters. They're, nobody is on the same level of energy of smart-ass comments. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the new Gamora, like the way that was, the, the way that played out with, with, with Star-Lord and the energy of it. And my God, the, the emotion of this, this movie, like I can't, when I watch it again, I have to fast forward through the stuff with the animals. Like I, I can't believe he was that's even allowed. That's why we didn't see it in the theater. I, that's why I didn't see it in the theater. That's exactly yeah. why I didn't see it. I thought I'm not going to be. I, I got a feeling something bad's going to happen here, and I cannot be there. My, my wife um, refused to go. Can't do it. But it, it, it was so emotional and so smart, and some just laugh out loud, like you know, open the fucking door, you know that, unlock the fucking door, you know. Uh, it's 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 incredible and he just he he achieved the impossible it is so hard to find three movies that have the same energy and same quality if not better it's incredible it's, yeah. and, and, it, and it is a trilogy to me it's you know the you know infinity <laughs> war and and um, and endgame are in there too because infinity war is hugely important for the for the guardian um but it, it's it, it's a, it's an incredible thing he did it just 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 blows my mind yeah, and, and to be honest with you, the, the other thing is you keep saying it's a, it's a trilogy. I 100% agree because um, at the end they showcase the new um, uh, <laughs> the new um, the Guardians team yeah. up, and yeah. I was like, can't wait to never see that. Like you, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just not something I want to watch, and. I find that that is really where we're going with the whole genre a little bit is um, that they did amazing stuff and now they've created this vacuum and what they've built to fill the vacuum. Yeah, you know, um, well, for listen, we can get we'll do a whole episode about the MCU and, you know, you, you can't I mean, I, nobody you want to at this point. We can't, we can't expect we can't expect the level of what they achieved in 10 years to just keep going for infinity. It was bound to, you know, take different turns. But part of what there's, there's so many different ways. I think this listen, if they announced, you know, uh, I don't know, pick, pick a pick a pick a genre sort of writer director or pick someone like. And said that, um, you know, a, a B or C level character was coming back and it was going to get this. Whatever. I think the, I think people would come out for it. It's just they're not hitting the buttons to get people excited. And, you know, I think I look at something like um, Aquaman. Um, wait, Aquaman? No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Because they all kind of seem the same to me. Not the Aquaman, which I haven't seen. No, the, the Wakanda one. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that either. When they announced... Uh, Namor, you, I just go, yeah. Oh, about time. Like, in fact, Jason Momoa should have been Namor. That dude is Namor. The eyes, the eyebrows. He should have been Namor, but we went with this, you know, going to a keg. Come on, I like to drink. I'm going in the water. F you guys. You know, we had to go with that version of, of Aquaman. 
But then when when the version the no one's familiar with. Yeah, and then they keep putting Patrick Wilson in as the blonde, gorgeous, you know, tanned, toned guy that looks like Aquaman just to kind of rub your face in it. I don't get it. But um, Namor, you just go, and then suddenly you get the they show you the Namor and you go, who, who, who's what are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? Why are you yeah. doing? You know, it just and 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 it and it hurt. You know what I see Namor a lot. Toys R Us. No, really? <laughs> just just sitting on the pegs. Sitting but on the pegs. And you know what? I I was a little I, I didn't I didn't see Wakanda Forever, so I can't comment on it, but the marketing was very strange. And you know, it's a heartbreaking situation that it's such a oh, such a a, a man that had, was destined for real greatness and, and longevity as a film star and a franchise got cut so short you know i can't Uh, think of a guy in recent memory that was as diverse as what he did you know yeah um, jackie robinson uh james brown if you haven't seen the james brown film with him it's it is incredible just just how much he sort of is is james brown um yeah it's heartbreaking so i didn't see it in the theater because it's it's it was too hard and even the you know that when i did finally see it the opening it's just just gut-wrenching you know because yeah and it just i i just wasn't sure what it was about if they even had i don't know i'm just saying they they i think the problem is you've all the a-listers are gone you know Mm. that, that petered out Guardians 3 shows there's life in the MCU and Marvel movies. Absolutely. You've got yeah. familiar characters. You've got James Gunn. The movie made a billion dollars. So the problem is a combination of less interesting characters. And unless you start to embrace more of, you know, the books or what they kind of look like or to give you something to get excited about. Like so many people saying, like, I saw the trailer for for you know the the immortals and then the the uh, the marbles and it's like i can't tell the movies apart like it's just like nobody everybody's kind of nondescript outfits and everything they got to find a way to sort of get in but we'll get to that because there's stuff coming up in our tv list that will oh yeah 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 okay okay so i'll go i'll go with my next one um and some of these are not genre people but you know deal with it um the holdovers i cannot recommend this movie enough it is so wonderful uh it's the kind of movie they just don't make anymore um it even kind of you know it takes place in 1970 but even the way alexander Payne shot it um you know it, it feels like it's kind of got that watered out you know watered you know like uh, washed out kind of look to the to the color of it maybe some skips in the film kind of thing great soundtrack um but it's just, you know, Paul Giamatti at his best. I think he is just one of the greatest actors of the last 25 years. Everything he does, he's I think he's great in from silly to, to serious. And he he's just incredible in this movie. Like every every nuance of the character, everything he does from the way he walks to, you know, the, the, the crazy eye that goes off in one direction. Um, and it's this boys' school in the early '70s, and some kids get left behind at Christmas, and then they go, and then it's just him and this kid and the woman who cooks there, and it's a character thing, and it's really emotional and smart and funny, and uh, it stuck with me uh, after I saw it, and I I highly recommend. It. Very funny too, but very 
you just when you're done with it, you just kind of go, man, they just nobody's making movies like that. You know, character studies like that, that it's not going to change the world. It's not like, you know, the, you know, the terms of endearment, something heavy, but it's 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 character stuff. You know, I think it's based on a book, too, hmm. but um, highly recommend it. Hmm. Holdovers. Yes. Yeah, I, I have. I, I have a bad reaction to Paul Giamatti. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Um, Why? I literally—that's a sentence I've literally never heard uttered. I think I think I can't remember the film, but um, it was a film my friend made with him. Was it uh, Big Fat Liar? No. Uh, it was called Shoot 'Em Up. And oh, yeah. with uh, with Clive Owen. With Clive Owen, and my my friend my friend made that movie. He did the effects on it. And, he said it was supposed to be a Bugs Bunny cartoon. That was the whole concept of the movie. And that's why Clive Owen is constantly eating carrots. Right. Um, and, yeah, I guess um, Giamatti's doing his best. Yosemite Sam in that, but it just, it was, it was painful. It was just nails on a chalkboard. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait a minute. So that one, that one. I, I don't think that we, I was a fan before. Mm. Uh, but I think this kind of sent me into the um, the dark. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And now I just can't I can't bear him. Yeah. That's in, I've oh, also he was in you know uh, the, he was in the the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. He, which he's great in. He's he is the, the almost the best thing in that movie. Mm. Oh come on, you know you you can you can say that you know Tim Roth did his best and was good. And Giamatti was doing exactly what he set out to do with it. He's a he's a genre guy. Like he loves. He's a big fan. There was something recently where he said his, if his career stopped after that, he died happy. Um, no, he said he said his people said, "Are you sure you want to be in this?" And he said, "If you go back and tell them I don't want to be in this, I'm going to kill you all." Oh, because wow. he loved loved Planet of the Apes growing up. He yeah. loves sci-fi. He loves horror stuff. You know, he was in. He's in John Dies at the End just because he wanted to work with uh, Don Coscarelli. Um, oh yeah. He's in that Thirty Coins uh, show on HBO now too. He. I hope he gets to do more genre stuff. And he executive produced Lodge Lodge Forty Nine, which I'm a huge a huge mm. fan of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I you know what? I'm not going to belittle your choice, though. If it's a good no, movie. no, no, no. Well, you got you should look if you if you just if you despise him, don't see the film. Yeah, I find him hard to watch. It's it's um yeah like there there's actors that just pull you out of things. Hmm. And he's he's one of them for me. All um, right. Well, then I I cannot recommend the holdovers to you. Okay. Uh, for that alone. The listener, Bill. There's a warning on the poster actually that says. Uh, warning, if you don't like Paul Giamatti, don't see this film because he's in it. He's in every scene. You're probably not going to like it. Yeah, um, you know, what's your... Chevy Chase movies have a warning saying this contains Chevy Chase. Yeah. You know, just in case you're not a fan. And no laughs. <laughs> it contains Chevy Chase, but it contains no laughs. But sorry, go ahead. What's your next one? Okay, this is my big one for the year because I think it's and it's because it was most recent in my mind. I saw it in the theater, and that would be Godzilla Minus One. Uh, which I haven't seen. Okay, I won't spoil it for Don't you. Don't spoil it. And uh, Bill, our listener, uh, but it was basically a, 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 a very loose remake of the original Godzilla. Um, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything here because it's actually 
set at a slightly different time and it's a different series of characters although you will recognize the large lizard in the film um and yeah it's haunting and beautiful and you know you're you're to your to your point about the studios making stuff and lying about how much it costs this was a 14 million dollar movie and um it looked like a two hundred million dollar movie. I've heard I've heard nothing but but great things about it. It's a film. Yeah, it's a film. You know, like it's an actually a lot of thought went into this movie. And yes, it's about a big dinosaur, but is it? Um, right. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's this is a return to form. Um, yeah, I really really enjoyed the film. Um, and it is it is kind of without giving it away it, it it does sort of have a connection to the original correct it's kind of a remake. i mean besides i'm sorry besides the fact that godzilla's in it i mean <laughs> yeah um i really don't know if it's supposed to be like a prequel to the original godzilla or not mm, okay. um, you know what i guess it could be um, well, that's what I had heard that there is there are some direct con- connections, but maybe maybe yeah, no, I, I you know I, I'm not a Godzilla ologist, uh, <laughs> you know, like I love yeah. Godzilla and I love the movies, but I whenever I do a toy video on the YouTube channel, mm. I, I get a lot of like, oh, uh, actually, it's pronounced. It's like, yeah, you know what? I don't know that. Like, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you know, I like it. I like it a lot. I read the Crestwood book as a kid cover to cover, and, and I've seen all the movies. But, yeah, I'm going to butcher names and dates and actors. You know, it's it's, right. it's not my it's not my it's not my passion. And um, but where would we be without those guys to to jump oh, on? I, yeah, no, sure. They're the ones I ask questions when I'm writing. Actually. Because I don't want to sound like you know I, I don't want to sound foolish, but um, I'm dying a, to see it. I'm dying. It, it, you should see it in a theater. Uh, there's rumors of a black and white print going around, and um, I would hardly <coughs> recommend that. Although okay. this is a this is a really beautiful film. Um, it looks great in color too, and there's some love, genuinely scary shit in this movie. I love that it's doing so well. I love that yeah. it's getting critical response because everyone kind of says the same thing. There wasn't a lot of money here and it mm-hmm. looks like a much bigger movie. And, you know, that's, that's part of the, I mean, um, that I told, I think I talked about this last, I don't know if I, we did or not, but the creator, the, the guy yeah. who did uh, rogue one. Now I thought the movie was fine. It didn't knock. I was really hoping it was going to knock me out. Cause I thought the trailer looked so good. Um, but that was like a, $70 million movie. And it looks like it was cost twice that amount. Hmm. And he just planned it the right way and shot it the right way. And, you know, you, you wouldn't know the difference. And I don't know how it did, but, you know, you can certainly do this. You know, you can certainly make these things for, for less. Um, I wanted, okay, I got two more, but I'll, <clears throat> I'll go to this one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, loved yeah. it. Oh. Loved it. Oh my God! I, um, it's and and you know I've had guys like like Matt Weinhold say it's their second favorite after after Raiders. He loves it so much. Um, you know, 
it again, it cost three hundred million dollars. It should have done better. It was never going to make that back, but it should have done better than it than it did. But it's it surprised me. It you know, I was going to see it no matter what. I didn't need another one, just like I didn't need a fourth one. Um, no matter what, I was going to see this thing. But I love James Mangold from Copland to Wolverine and Logan and other stuff he's done. <clears throat> I trust him when I see his name on stuff. And the the um, the Butterworth um, uh, Jez and his brother that that co-wrote the script with him. I didn't know what it was about. I knew there was a you know a prologue takes place in the in the in the forties. But I didn't really know where the story was going to go. And I love going in not knowing anything. And it was really something. It was really, you know, and it's not this, you know, oh, this sad man and his life is. It, it, none of them are like that. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, Han Solo older and Rick Deckard older. And it just no other actor has ever done this. That, that's this iconic with characters that are this iconic to have the guts to revisit them and not pretend like their TJ Hooker jumping over cars and stuff. Um, and, and it's, and it's a great script. It's very smart. Um, when it gets, when you get to the climax, I literally had no idea where the thing was going. And Harrison Ford is fantastic in it. I mean, he's just, when he gets a hold of something that he digs and he loves, he just, he's wonderful and it's emotional and it's, it's poignant. And the first 20 minutes is pure joy because it's, it's like an homage to to Spielberg, to Raiders. Um, I can't, again, I can't recommend it enough. Oppenheimer and Holdovers and Indy, I think are the best things I saw last year. Um, but I loved it. I've seen it like four times and watched it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear good things, although I was never, um, uh, you know, I was never that big a fan of that franchise in general. And I think that, whether or not this was a good film is moot. I think it was kind of ruined by um, the the previous movie. No, see, I don't. I would. The previous movie made nine hundred million dollars. I know, but no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. it's the previous movie. The, the, but this is again what happens with with pop culture and with social media and stuff. Before you know it, it's the worst film ever made. Like 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 it becomes the. You know, everybody's video says, oh, let's just forget that that one even happened. Like it's an abomination. They did this with with X-Men 3, too. Now, X-Men 3 is not good. It is not the first two movies. Th those were those were miracles. We have to remember how long ago this was. X-Men 3 is not very good, but it is not. Pardon me? I have to it, it is not like, oh, my God, like like, you know. I, I'm not even going to name names of certain things where you just go, I can't believe I finished that. It was so bad. Like everything about it. It's not even in these categories. And the, when people, these are the same people that look at something like knives out and go, it's a, it's a brilliant twisty, turny sort of twisty, turny Agatha Christie ish, you know, Dashiell Hammett kind of, well, yeah, if you've never seen those kinds of movies before, you probably think this is like a nice twisty, turny Agatha Christie thing, but it's not. And it's not smart and it's not good, but, you know, that's and then it just starts to become like a trend, like everybody's saying the same thing. So Crystal Skull, first first hour of that hour and 15 is a great film. It's not close to the first two first one. None of them are, but it's fine. It it kind of falls apart when you realize in the, in the third act that you're in a studio and it never recovers. But it is not like 
I'm sorry, I know I've done this before on the show. It is not The Last Jedi. It's not even close to The Last Jedi. So, so yeah, there's a lot of baggage. But the, the bigger problem is the ageism that goes along with this, too, where, you know, and the length of time this, this took to make. But it was like people have been, they've been getting their, you know, sharpening their claws for three or four years waiting for this thing to come out. And you, it, you, it's hard to find one video that the guy goes, you know, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It did this. It did that. Everybody, everybody has the same opinion. It's another a white man who's, you know, older and he's failed. And so we in comes a woman and whatever. So those guys have already been against it well before it even comes out. And that, <sighs> yeah. that's the bigger deck that's stacked against something like this, where you go, it's, it's not going to have a chance. If you, if you enjoy this character and you dig this stuff, you know, and, and everything is changing. I know people that think No Time to Die is one of the best Bond films ever made. And it, it couldn't be further from a Bond film. It, it, I think it's one of the worst. So everybody's got their, their thing. But I don't think that Crystal Skull, you know, they, they, they wanted this thing to make eight or nine hundred million dollars. But actually, even I'll even go better than that. I truly think this was an example of something that the only reason this happened was because Harrison Ford wanted to do one more film. Yeah. I truly think it was otherwise, you know, they wouldn't have kept pushing. He was the one that was pushing. And mm. it's kind of a it's kind of a capper to go, who else who else has done this? Bring back three your three best known characters and and keep dignified at the same time and, and really put the effort and care into these things. Um, you know, you from where you sit, you're not into the character and you don't really it's not your bag anyway. Um, but when I talk to people that know the character in the previous stuff, you know, we're all it's kind of consensus like this is a great film that more people should should see and, and appreciate. And if, if you if you didn't, you know, I'm glad I saw it in the theater, but I've watched it a bunch since and beautifully directed too, just great. You know, so, yeah, so there's. There's a lot of toxicity that it's kind of up against a lot of these things. Oh yeah, but everything has to face it now. Um, mm -hmm. I just, you know, what was it that there's a, there's another another Spider Universe movie coming out, and there's just you know. Um, oh, the Madam is it Madam Web? Is that yeah? The one? And it's like um, I don't know who any of these characters are. Yeah, and it's all so female characters, which is not a bother to me. I mean, I, I, I like I liked Birds of Prey, so. But, I love uh, Birds of Prey. I love I Birds love of Prey, and we remember we took some flack for that too because we both liked it one year. I and, think it's one of the most underrated, if not yeah. the most underrated, DC thing. It's rated R. Yeah. It's completely batshit. Yeah. And they just didn't care. Yeah, you know? and I, I, I and it would it showed and it felt good. Um, yeah. This one, though, it just looks like more. It's not so much that I have a problem with a female led movie. I just sit there and go, oh, great. That's going to get like all kinds of unwelcome attention. Um, well, be, well, so, and, but okay. it's also a Sony movie. Yes. And, and it's like these are the Morbius people. So, like, yes. it's going to be hard to define who's like on what bandwagon here because, like, the guy's going, boo. Some of them have a point. <laughs> well, that's, it. that's the thing. It's like I, I looked at that. I watched that trailer. Just like the um, there's another one for um, Craven. They made a Craven the Hunter. Uh, I still think that's a fever dream. I don't I don't think that's real. And, you know, 
again, I just on paper, I go, no, I don't. Why are you making a Craven? Get him into a Spider-Man movie. Like, why are you doing Madam Web? Get her into Spider-Man. Yeah. But if if you if I saw one of those either of those trailers and it was like, ooh, hey, this is this is pretty smart. Like, there's some nice back and forth. You're like, ooh, look at that shot. Like, this could be interesting. I would go, yeah, it's got Sony. It's got the same stuff attached to it. But that looked good. But you don't even get that in a trailer. Like, if you can't even make the trailer interesting. No, they're dull. Make yeah. you forget about the other garbage that, that came out. You're kind of doomed. And I'm sure it's going to be bad because Morbius was... was I, don't I, even think, I think they should continue with Morbius. Uh, I think that's the only way to salvage this. But didn't but didn't that make a million a billion dollars? Didn't that make a ton of money, Morbius? Or am I wrong? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Venom. Sorry. <laughs> you're, Venom, you're very very wrong. Morbius was the film that got trolled by the studio. Right. That's uh, right. They, they they actually re-released it, thinking that there was momentum. Yes. That's and right. it bombed that's again. Right. And then the, <laughs> and this is like this is the stuff that makes the internet awesome. <laughs> But it's 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 People I guess we're like, hey Sony, if you do this a third time, we'll totally go. It's it's so bad uh, that that as you're watching it, you kind of go, the only way this could be this bad, the way that the the cameras set up, the way the people are talking, the the lunacy of it, is if you're you you you'd start to convince yourself that they purposely set out to make something bad. Yeah. Because in every and I remember seeing a making of for. Um, What's the sec the carnage? There's like a carnage, uh, venom carnage one, which is just you just by the time it's done, your head is just throbbing like you just can't wait to get this movie over with. And it was just it was like they're in a jail and it's Woody Harrelson and uh, what's his name and Andy Serkis is directing and it's like a wooden table and everything's green, the bars are yeah. green, the table's green. You know, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a, I read a review of this Kevin he says like. You know, the worst thing, the most egregious thing about the, the Kevin Hart movie is that it it never doesn't look like it's on a green screen, like every single scene, not just the 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 big outdoor backgrounds or the oh look, it's a big museum or whatever. Just sitting on an airplane, you just get the sense there's two chairs there and the rest is all CGI. It's all green screen. And it everything just kind of starts to look like that. All of the Sony stuff just looks like. It's just a CGI fest. There's nobody, you know, when I think about Tom Hardy, like, like how much were you on set? Were you really on set that much? Were you like in the, and you see a scene where he goes into a, like a 7-Eleven to get something. You're like, okay, that there's a day. Like, what else were you doing on this? It's just, so, you know, if something is, as, you know, eh, as the character might be, if I saw a trailer that intrigued me, yeah, I'd be like, okay, this, this could be something. I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. But they just... They're just dead on arrival, I think, that stuff, you know? It's it's starting to feel just like monthly comics can, which is, you know, the the, the we all have memories of good stories. Right. Um, but there's so many, you know, there's so many months that were just little, like, they're, they're, they're just not quite the same every month. You know, you don't have milestone stories. You have filler stories. Right. And, you know, I don't, I think movies can't do that. Um, they need to be, 
you know, interesting every time, and that's where comic fans and movie fans get into fights with. Me. Or, um, or if you're, or if you're doing something like, like, um, you know, Morbius, for example, let's say, that's your chance to go. You know, this one we're gonna make like a horror film. Yeah. Like, this is gonna be our Marvel horror film. This will be our. Let's do. You know, I don't know. I'm making it up now, but like a western type. Like, th- with with the with the lesser known characters. Yeah. You're better off trying to put some kind of spin on it that's unique mm-hmm. because otherwise they all just start to look the same. And that's what Marvel was very, very good at. That Captain America First Avenger is very different than Winter Soldier, is way different than Civil War. They, you know, and, and Thor, the original one, is is almost Shakespearean. And, you know, they they were able to get directors and writers to give different tones to things. And that's what kept it interesting. All this stuff just kind of starts to look the same. Yeah. I don't know why a, we're talking about more. I don't know why you want to see Madam Web so bad. I don't know why. You I really, that. really don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. What's your, did you have, what was the one? Did you just do one? Were no, you done? I'm done. Uh, you had okay, two. I'm just going to throw, I'll throw one more in then. Sure. And I did this in a previous episode. Um, oh God. Was it when evil? Where did I write? Where? Where evil lurks. I mentioned this, uh, I think, toward the Halloween stuff we did, I think, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, from Spain or Venezuela? Oh, I do remember you mentioning this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, not something I want to revisit anytime soon because it is heavy. Feel good movie of the year. One of the most impressive uh, horror films I've seen in a long time. Long time. Wow. Um, so there you go. There you go. Run out and buy all those DVDs. Buy, right. uh, buy physical media, people. And so uh, let's want to move on to, to TV. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, hit me. And then, uh, okay, I did watch quite a few uh, television programs this year. Uh, one of the ones that surprised me was the Twisted Metal uh, TV show from um, uh, Paramount Plus. I got free Paramount Plus thanks to a McDonald's promotion. And Twisted. Twisted Metal? It's based on a video game I've never played. Okay. And um, maybe, you know, I don't know. I've never played the game. I have no idea. But this was a post-apocalyptic comedy sci-fi show. Oh. With, um, yeah, with some car stuff in it, but not overpowering. With a fantastic cast that included um, Anthony Mackie is the lead and what? he's he's a pretty likable dude oh wait uh, a minute i did hear about i think i did see a trailer for this it's on paramount plus yeah well here it is i don't know where it goes you know i don't know uh, if it's on paramount here because i would have i would have jumped on that i think it's, it's a peacock show in your oh uh, yeah good old peacock Earth yeah man um, yeah so yeah it's it's a it's a riot i really enjoyed it and they're half an hour shows and it, it you know, it's so basically the whole season is like a two and a half hour movie. And uh, yeah, it, it, it went pretty good. Um, went pretty fast. Is it is it like comedic action kind of? Oh, yeah, it, it's totally tongue in cheek. And um, you know, they got like Thomas Hayden Church. Um, the Who's the. Oh, what's her name? Nev Campbell's in it. Um, oh, wow. She's not in it a lot. Um and I forget the the actress's name, but she's from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, the kind of, Rashida, uh, not Rashida. 
No, um, the uh, the rather um, acidic detective. Um, yeah, blue eyes, like pretty blue eyes and shoulder length hair. I can't think of an Italian name. No, I think you're thinking of Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, of Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, no, not Chelsea Peretti. Um, uh, no, the the one I can't remember her name, but she's actually got great comedy chops. Um, okay, Twisted Metal. I'll try to find. I mean, if it's on Peacock, I can't yeah. see it. But yeah, it was it was a good laugh. Um, okay. Oh yeah, her name is Stephanie Beatrice. That's her name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll look for that. I'm gonna start with again, no particular order. Um, Loki season two. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I was just like it just got better and better and better as it went on. And, um, you know, when those, when they, when Marvel first announced the TV stuff, I really admired what they were doing with those first three shows, because, you know, hopefully you'd find something to like in one of those shows, but you, you certainly couldn't argue that they looked anything like each other. They're completely. No, they definitely were going for different, um, different vibes. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And, I think of the three, I think I, I went for, um, I think I might have enjoyed Loki the most, then Falcon and the Snowman, and uh, with Sean Penn and uh, Timothy Hutton. I was just going to say, this is not America. This is not, sha la 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 la. And then I'd say WandaVision, even though I thought it was it was fine, it was good, but just of the three. Um, but where they went with the second season, and I don't know if you, have you seen the second season? No, I never got through the first. I, I you know, here's my here's my Marvel thing. I did finish WandaVision. I enjoyed it. I did like Falcon and the Winter Snowman. And so, I tapped out of Loki and I tapped out of Hawkeye. Um and I yeah, that that I don't think I've picked up anything else. Well, um, I would recommend finishing Loki and getting to this to the next one because they do, um, again, you know, it's, I don't want to give too much away, but like, I remember, you know, talking to, to Alex, like every, you know, every few episodes of, of Ahsoka or something like that. And again, I'll just say again, I'm not going to sit here and dissect these things too much, but I will watch any Star Wars stuff they give us. I'll give anything a try, but I'm not oh. going to, I'm not going to embrace all of it and just, you know, make excuses and so on. Same with Doctor Who and whatever it might be. <laughs> Ahsoka is, I'm, you know, without putting a fine, too fine a point on it, it just, it's extraordinary to me the amount of screen time, the amount of episodes, and the, how little happened in the entire thing. I'm not just talking about action or events, I'm talking about even dialogue between characters, just like, you know, somebody if someone if, if someone could be in a scene and punch themselves in the face, you wouldn't be shocked if the person next to them never went, hey, um, why'd you punch yourself in the face? It's just it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and then like it finished. And then a few nights later was the first episode of, of season two of Loki. And Alex and I were talking again and he was like, why are we why are we so impressed with this? Why are we liking this so much? What is it? I said. Because so much was happening in it in that first episode already. And there's a moment about 10 minutes into the first episode where um, they're, they're sort of having two, they're having the same conversation in two different moments in time in the same room. And there was more imagination and better writing and more, more chutzpah in that scene 
than eight episodes of, of Ahsoka. And, and it just kept getting better. Um, you know, I've never been a fan of, um, uh, what's his name? Jonathan, the guy that just got fired. Um, Jonathan. Oh, the, the, the Loki guy, or the Kang guy. The Kang guy, yes. I, I'm i not a fan of his. I don't think he's very, a very good actor. People seem to love him and thought, man, he really gets... He's kind of insufferable in the second season, I think. My, it's my two cents. But uh, Ki Hui Kwan is in it. And, you know, uh, his, his, he's a new character that shows up. And the, the twisty turniness of the timelines and what they're kind of doing with it and where they go, by the time you get to the, the end, it all ties up in a neat bow. And not a lot of shows can do that. And I, was, I just was so impressed with it. And, and Tom Hiddleston, who I don't think... I know he's a big sex symbol and everybody loves Loki and everything, but I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is with that character and how by the time you get to the end of season two, this is not the same character we met, you know, in, in uh, Thor, uh, like the stuff he's gone through and it's beautifully written. Just very, very good. And, and two of the guys that, that directed have directed a quite a few episodes of those guys I've mentioned before that made, um, what was the movie I recommended to you? Um, Oh, it's they did. The, the, one of them is called Synchronic with Anthony Mackie, which was OK. But the two, The Endless. Remember, I talked oh. about the movie called The Endless. Oh, yeah. Where two brothers go back out to the cult that they were. They got yeah, OK, I do remember that. I think I think my wife has seen that film. Really great movie. And those guys um, have a hand in sort of uh, where Loki was was going. So, oh, that's uh, good. yeah, I really I really uh, I really dug it. You know, and again, this is, you know, Secret Invasion, I thought was a complete and utter waste of time. Oh, I never watched it. Um, yep. Just like, unbearable. That, that's the other thing is like Marvel is pulling out the, the small guns. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, in, I think in that case, in the, in the case of Secret Invasion, you go, this needs to be epic. Like this needs to look, this needs to be like, you know, the winds of war or something. And if you're not, if that's not what you're going to do with this story, you're, you're, you know, it's a mistake. And you just, you know, all of it, you just felt like there weren't enough bodies in the room or there wasn't enough scope. And it was, it was bad, you know, yeah. but, but Loki stands out for me. So I, I, I did actually movie. watch all of She-Hulk too, because I found it kind of um, a palate cleansing show. Well, She-Hulk, I, again, I, I thought She-Hulk was fine. I yeah, have nothing, you know, a silly it, show. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I like silly things, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not really attached to the character in any way, and I don't know the comic that well, but it was fine. I just like if they never made more, I I don't care. But it was no, I don't care either. But I did kind of like it. It wasn't an abomination. It had its minutes, and um, yeah, sorry there wasn't big monster fights. Yeah, I I don't know why that gets. I don't know why that gets such a hard time because it isn't, it is, it is a change of pace. It is, it, like you say, it, it does, it is a palate cleanser. It, it was like, a fourth wall breaking show. Yeah. It and, did what the and, comic did. Yeah. It, and, and it's doing what the comic did. And that comic was silly at times. And, and, you know, I've had people try to argue it to me and it's like, I don't, I just sometimes don't think I operate on the same um, wavelength as people in, terms of like what's really important to them yeah. yeah i mean i i did you know i got hung up on the cgi honestly um yeah. that, that it was bad 
<laughs> it was bad. And that you talk about getting pulled out of something that pulled me out. And I and I and I would I, at moments I think, God, I can go back and watch, you know, um, the two towers and Gollum still holds up from 2001. Yeah. How are we this far ahead? And this is the best you're giving me and, and putting her in daylight in an office. But having said that, that's not where I check out and go, ah, forget it. I'm not going to bother with the with the rest of it. It's like it's a nine foot tall green woman. Get over it. This is what you know. How else would you do it? I don't know. But that was that, that's all I got for that. Um, the other one I'd say I talked about this on an episode uh, a couple episodes ago was a show called Bodies, which I've mentioned before yeah. on Netflix. Really enjoyed it. Uh, eight episodes or 10 episodes. Uh, 2023 uh, a police uh, detective comes around a corner in an alleyway. There's a dead body on the ground. Oh, naked, yeah. Yeah, naked, yeah. Missing his left eye. No bullet um markings on his left arm and then you go back to 1890 and then back to up to 1941 and then forward to 2053 and throughout the show you're watching three four detectives in four different timelines the same body shows up in the same alley and it's again really twisty turny and weird and outrageous and it it pulls it together by by the end you know it's it's hard to find stuff like that and be surprised so I, uh, I recommend that it's on Netflix. Oh, cool! Yeah, I, I've got another one on Netflix, which is um, House of Usher. Okay, uh, go ahead. You you go. Uh, now well, I'm because scared. what I'm, what I'm going to say what I'm going to say is I saw um, the first one. What was the what was the very first one? Um, the House of Usher miniseries. No, 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 no. The first the the first. Um, you know what's his name? Flanagan has been doing these these series like. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with his work. Oh, okay, so so he did the um, the haunting of Hill House. That was it. The haunting of Hill House was that was the first one, and I enjoyed that. And then I did the second one, which was the haunting of Bly Manor or something. Bly Manor, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking him up because I didn't and know I didn't, much about him. Um, I didn't finish it. I started to kind of lose interest. And then I saw the one called, um, what's the one with the with the priest and the village? Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, which I thought yeah. was, was quite good. Actually, yeah, my wife was a big fan of that one. I liked it. But I started watching this one, and I think I got like an episode and a half in, and I went, I, I, think, I think this is going to be one of these investments that by the end of it, I'm going to keep waiting for something good to happen and, and maybe not be satisfied. So I... I didn't. Mm. But if you recommend it and if you're if you think it's worth diving into, I will watch it. I delve into it with the wife. Uh, I was not watching it, so I don't think I've seen it all. But I was glued to the latter parts that I watched, which was, okay. uh, you know, there was three or four different um, installments I, I checked out and I, I I couldn't get over how. A, a good Bruce Greenwood was in this, and especially after I found out that he was actually not there, um, because the um, Frank Langella got fired midway through the show. Oh, real? Oh, so Greenwood is just like CGI'd in? Yeah, there's a lot of Bruce Greenwood. No, his scenes with Carl Lumley, a lot of them he's not there. Oh my God, because he's he's the reason. Like I'll watch him in anything. I just think that guy is just 
solid gold in everything. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, um, I did not know that. I remember the Langella thing. That's right. So this was the show. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll go back to that. I'll try that. Um, let's see. Well, a little bell that converted you. Does it? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. That's that could that could do it. Some yeah. some Bruce Greenwood, you know, uh, acting chops. Are we allowed to say if we watch something that has already been on and we rewatched it? Uh, or does it have to be new? Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't have to be new. Well, I'll throw I'll I'll give you that one, but I'll give you one before it because this is about as least genre as anything on this list, uh, more so. Uh, the bear. Uh, the, 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 oh, yeah, the show with lip. Yeah, I um, I'm very late to it because I saw some of the first season and then just lost track. But now I've kind of devoured, uh, no pun intended, uh, both seasons and uh, great show. Um, you know, not what I originally thought it was going to be. Um, I thought it was going to be way too heavy, but it's not. Um, and amazing needle drops all every episode. Just the, mm. the music supervisor is fantastic. But the other thing I did because, and this does kind of tie into 2023, not that I was sitting around waiting for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part One, A Child of Vengeance, or whatever it's called. Not that I was waiting with bated breath for that to hit, but. Oh, let's call it A New Hope. I saw a the trailer. I saw the trailer and I thought, eh. I know I know exactly what this is going oh, to be. Boy, have I seen that movie before? <laughs> exactly what this and, uh, is going still, to be. It's it's yeah, but to me, those kind of movies are like McDonald's cheeseburgers. They're they're that way. No, so yeah. You go. I know what that tastes no. like. And no, I being, will. You are doing a disservice to McDonald's cheeseburgers, my friend, because I... yes, there's cheese, and then there's like complete incompetent like complete like if you took the slow motion out of that movie it would be an hour, hour, an hour. <laughs> somebody in a review counted the number of slow-mo sequences and it was like 70 something it was like every five minutes or something you know what um, I, I, I meant to listen for and forgot to was like that middle eastern you know, like that Wonder Woman music that he uses all the time, where it's like, like it, it's really grating in his Snyder cut. Of well, shows. there's always that like, ah, yeah, like some kind it, of chorus. Yeah, it's like this, ah, yes. like it's this, it's Xena warrior princess type music. Yes, that it's had in, to be like Gal Gadot could say, "I'm gonna have some coffee," and they're like, ah, ah, like it was, it was very like beating me over the head during that Snyder cut. And I was, I don't know, I guess I kind of was probably playing a a phone game while I watched Rebel Moon. I can't remember. I, I was too. I was, I was, I was, you know, looking at my phone, writing my memoirs, painting my nails. I was doing everything I could to not give yeah, it. By phone. the way, your taxes but, are done. But, but what it did was, you know, this was around the holidays. I just, you know, you ever have that sometimes, like if you're into an, uh, a director or an artist or a writer, somebody where it, 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 it gets to a point where you, you, you're looking at the new work and you just go, was I wrong all this time? Like, should I, do I need to go back and listen to the early albums? Because what the, what is going on? So I put in Watchmen and oh, there's, yeah. there's three different cuts of Watchmen. And I put in the one 
that's the mega mega cut that has the animation woven in and everything. And I, I will, with my dying breath, I will always stand by that movie. I think he, he achieved the impossible in that film. I love it more every time I see it. Flaws and all, I think it is an extraordinary piece of work. It gets more appreciated as the years go on. But I put it on because I went, I can't believe this is the same guy. I mean, I know there's some slow-mo in this and there's some, you know, uh, you know, ridiculous ultraviolence or whatever, but it's subdued compared to what he did with the DC stuff when he got, got a hold of it. But anyway, having done that, I immediately put on the HBO Watchmen series again. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that, that's something I've flirted with doing, but it, it's still too fresh in the mind. It's so, it is so freaking good. So good. So that was a... That was a that was a palate cleanser to go. Okay, I'm just gonna watch the the HBO thing again, and I'm still catching new little things. Yeah, that was that that was watching. better than it deserved to be. It, it, it just incredible. Just like can't believe it it happened, and it was as good as it was. Um. So yeah, those are those are mine. Those are okay. Mine. Those I got mine. I got one more, and you may yep. have seen it. Uh, I like the Luther TV movie. Uh, Luther. Oh, Son? with Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the villain. He's putting bombs on people all over London. It's insane, that movie. Now, that is that to me is like an homage to a type of 80s, you know, bomb bombastic kind of action film. Because it's crazy, that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't remember much. It's like the Luther television show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen with, the show. With criminal, like, it's criminally unseen. Yeah. And um, I, I fell in love with that show, and, and that movie uh, was uh, a nice surprise, actually. Yeah, it's just bonkers. I mean, just yeah. the where it goes, and by the time you get to the climax, you're like, is this like science fiction now? Like, what? It just it's crazy. It puts everything in with the kitchen sink, kind of. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What about? Um, I don't know. You want to do books or toys or? Yeah, actually, why don't we do? Uh, I didn't. I don't have much, by the way, of books, um, but I did pick up a couple of box sets and things. If you want to go through that, okay, hit me. Yeah, okay. Um, I've mentioned the magic myth and mutilation one, uh, the Michael Murphy set uh, in the what we're watching. So I'm not going to go into that one, but this company Indicator was kind of off my radar, and they had also made a box set that of something I've always wanted to check out, which is called From Hollywood to Heaven, The Lost and Saved Films of the Ormond Family. And what this is, and and this is a family that was um, always involved in entertainment. Uh, I believe the the wife was a successful singer and actress, and the husband was, um, I think, a magician at one point or a hypnotist. They ended up making um, exploitation films. Okay. And 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 they're kind of forgettable exploitation films. I actually don't really like those films. But what is fascinating to me is they uh, had an accident, I think, in the late 60s. And they very sincerely converted to Christianity. Mm. Uh, not in a, like, a snarky way. They, 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 were, they, were, they were hardcore. And they decided to make films for religious uh, reasons. And, oh, okay. Uh, but, and this is the part that's kind of um, 
endearing about these films. And I, I'm not, I'm not there to mock religion. I'm there to be amused at their style right. because they were still exploitation filmmakers. So there's shocking crap in these movies. Oh, like uh, violence? Like yeah, violence. The, is. Yeah, yeah. the the first movie I popped on had uh, communists coming and beheading children. Um, oh, that's yeah, and, yeah, and it, it's all. The other thing that's it's wonderful about them is that they're all like, um, they're all just parishioners acting. You know, so yeah, when they go to Bible all... scenes, everyone's got kind of like a Louisiana accent <laughs> in Jerusalem. You know? But um, and I, I was really enjoying it. But the thing I did notice about it is that um, there's quite a few of them in the box set that are just sincere Christian movies that aren't like necessarily all that shocking. They're low budget, but they're not quite like there's nothing to hang your hat on you know there's no right. you know if the devil doesn't appear in this it's 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 not as interesting and exciting but man the stuff that the their earlier stuff is kind of cuckoo and even the stuff they do that's more straightforward has um some crazy visuals in it and mm -hmm. um i just it that's more like the they basically made a box set for the 1,000 people in the world, and I'm being generous, who want to sit through these movies, you know? And I'm just part of that curious club, I guess. That's uh, that's Indicator, man. That's who they that's who they cater yeah. to. They're, they're really... I couldn't... When I saw that, I was just like, I didn't know this was a thing. Like, I've been... I read about these movies in Psychotronic Magazine probably, like, in my dorm room. Oh, so wow. it's been a while. So this is the I, first time you've you've seen any of these. Yeah. Um, in fact, yes, I've never thought I haven't thought of them in a long time, but I remember reading about them and going, those sound bananas. But, you know, how, how do I find them? Yeah, and I I'd never thought to go to YouTube. A couple of them are on YouTube. I found out after I bought the box set. Uh, but they're they're so nuts. Um, oh, fun. And any, you know, if any money goes back to the, you know, the Armand family on this, I think they're they're dead, but I think their son's still alive, and he's like a, I think he's a, you know, like he's still actively quite religious. Um, so can you see any of these? Um, are they on YouTube or there's some? Yeah, there's a couple. Like there's, I think the Burning Hell is on YouTube, and um, oh, if. Um, if footmen bother you, what will horses do? Something like that. Um, these Isn't are Bob it, Dylan album. I think it's a Bible quote, uh, but it's not one that a lot of like. I think the the guy who wrote the film, I think his last name was like Perkle or something like that. He, I think he's like he was a little. He might have thought people were more familiar with that quote than they really are, because like I had to look it up, but. It has this sort of like you know insistence upon itself, like that, you know he would he would think most people would get this. I don't know how to explain it other than that. But um, yeah, that that is a bananas box set, and it's full of extras. Wow. And you know, one of the things about any of these extras is I, I view I view these kind of things as um, they have to guide you through the filmmaker. And if there's no kind of like extras that 
talk more about the filmmaker and their life, then it's really not a good narrative thread through the box set, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, oh, no, totally. Totally it does. I got... Um, it was the Al Adamson one that... Um, that uh, Was it Severin or Vinegar Syndrome? Man, I can't remember. Um, I think it's Severin. It was perfect because it had a, a wonderful documentary in the middle of it that just told you everything you needed to know about the guy and now go dig through his films. And, and Yeah, uh, I, I saw the documentary eventually when it was streaming. Yeah, great, yeah, it's yeah. a great documentary. Fantastic, yeah. And uh, while I don't expect them all to have something of that quality, it's really nice to see interviews and that sort of stuff, just so you get yeah. like, a feel of who these people were. Yeah, I got to say, you know, speaking of DVDs, like even the even the the Watchmen HBO series, it came out on uh, a three DVD set. So three episodes each each uh, DVD. And each one of them has upwards of like 40 minutes of extras from the anatomy of a fight scene to tell me about this character to even even just a few years ago in 2019. This was a, a standard thing. And now most most DVDs that come out, unless it's a cult film or it's Arrow or someone like that, you know, studio type things. You don't you used to get I mean, even like, um, you know, some of the older Marvel stuff. I mean, you're just loaded with extras, loaded with interviews. And yeah, well, BBC you know, is the king of that. With Doctor BBC. Yeah. Yeah. But now the, the studios, you, you're lucky if you get four extras that are like two minute little, you know, bumpers like, you know, this movie's about lots of action and blah, 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 blah. There's no behind the scenes stuff. There's no nothing. They've just, it's like they fired all those, all those people. But I did pick up, I found a, a, a region two copy of the Arrow uh, DVD set of the lighthouse, the Robert Eggers uh, film oh. with Pattinson and uh, Willem Dafoe. Oh, that was a really, really hard to watch movie, eh? It's it's really something. Yeah, it's you just got to go in and go. I don't care what it's about. I don't know, but I'm just going to enjoy the ride. And yeah. um, but they it, look I got like it, they stink. Yeah, I got I got it at uh, at Amoeba. It was like twelve bucks, like a thirty forty dollar set, and it's got um, loads of extras and interviews and and uh, you know a poster and postcards and everything. Um, but Arrow, you know, I love. I love what they do that the way they um the effort they Yeah, they I wish I wish I liked more of the titles that they put out. Um I, No, you're definitely more Vinegar Syndrome and um what's Yeah, yeah, that's right up your street. And Code right. Red and yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah, dude, it's but it's nice to discover uh new box sets thanks to Indicator and the only other thing I wanted to mention was um Vinegar Syndrome put out a really dandy uh, Paul Nashy um, werewolf and the vampire woman, um, which is his real classic. And it was, uh, well, you know. No, uh, I'm not. No, no. no I'm not making, I am not making fun. I admire the passion you have for Paul Nashy, is what okay. I'm saying. All you, right. You, he, I know he is a. He, you are one of his biggest fans, so uh, I love it. Please continue. I'm not making fun. I promise. I love your passion. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no. And it, this is his, you know, his Citizen Kane and um, his Cleopatra. Yeah. His and what really, Kane. it really not his Cleopatra. Um, but yeah, it. Now, um, have you never seen it? Is that what you said? You'd never seen that? One? Oh, oh no! I've seen, oh God! 
Oh, oh, okay, okay. It was just a new edition that came out. It's just what really bothered me about it was I went into my like stash and I realized that I don't have a good copy of this oh, anywhere. I see. I see. And um, I it wasn't on anything else that has been put out. Like Nashi films, either they're on prestigious Blu-rays or they're on the worst DVD. You know, that's a VHS rip with a, you know, and, and the features are interactive menu. Um, right. Like, so, like, I have a lot of those. And <laughs> what was it the other day? Um, I I bought Dr. Jekyll Meets the Wolfman, which is another one of his things, but it doesn't come out until this month. But I decided, I, I think I have that on DVD. And the <laughs> DVD copy I have is like, oh my god! Like, did you find this at in the dumpster of a dollar store? Mm. You know, like the print of the movie was horrible. I think the credits are missing, and then like, yeah, and it was like, okay, I, I, like I, I, I sold that copy at my my little antique mall booth, but it was like, wow, like the the, the you're getting these prestigious versions of the films that never have been given any sort of respectful treatment before. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like this isn't like the restoration remastered. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, it's, it's not like if they just keep shoving the Planet of the apes films out there or Godzilla films there because there's such a history of box sets and, and yeah, things these are movies where it's like okay i bought a 40 dollar blu-ray of this oh the last one cost me two dollars and 88 cents <laughs> <laughs> right but it totally looked like it did like that it was like when you could get it's a wonderful life for 99 cents when you went to a oh movie. yeah or or what was it like the fleischer superman cartoon the fleischer superman cartoons wonderful life and like way out west laurel and hardy or something Laura, oh yeah there's yeah there's, a, there's something else. Oh, Godzilla versus Megalon for years. Yeah, was and, and, part of that. and I think the Third Man too. I'm, I seem to recall having that on a shitty VHS, like no known company, like Good Times or something. Like that was a thing you could just get for a couple of bucks. Sort I of. had this obsession with a Burt Reynolds movie that must. Here? No Shark. Um, Sharky's missing. No Shark. Uh, which is a retitled what it is it was like a late 60s movie he did and um is he a cop no he's a he's a jewel thief or something it, it's it's a movie about um you gotta find this thieves it's, it's i think it's like late 60s anyways there's a shark involved and so the film uh the film is forgotten for the most part but i think it entered public domain at some point and huh. what happened was when there was a home video boom, there like everybody had a different rendition of Shark, and there wasn't. First of all, I don't think it was called Shark. I think they changed that name somewhere along the line to um, sell it because of Jaws. Great White. Great White, yeah, something like that. And um, Hmm. So every different VHS copy had different artwork, and it ranged from, like, a child drew it to, like, a picture of Burt Reynolds from Evening Shade and the Jaws poster heavily airbrushed. 
awesome. Right. So I became kind of upset, like, because I was always into those video bins looking for weird stuff. And, and um, I remember, like, I started to get a mental catalog of all the different versions of this film. And at one point, I actually did make, like, a collage of them on my computer because I thought it was, like, I. it's just one of those, like, weird obsessions I have. Yeah, that's a coffee table book right there. I want to yeah. do it. Do a coffee table book of all the, the most egregious, like ridiculous, cover art, for video boxes. And you know when it's when it started to kind of turn in the early '90s, where you'd see like, you knew that someone's head was pasted on someone else's body, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. and and you, you know? usually cite the other movie poster they swiped that from. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you, you got? Yeah, that's that's you it for me and my, that's uh, it for you? my yeah. physical media. Yeah, that's it. I picked up, like I said, a few toys here and there, like some of the Indiana Jones ones I thought were cool. And Okay. Well, no, I got best toys. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, Go... no, definitely. I just was getting out of that category. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is um, NECA made a Tom Atkins figure from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, they did not make it easy to get, which is par for the course with Tom Atkins action figures. Uh, but I I did it. I, I My wife and I love Halloween 3 so much um, that I actually went and bought this figure. And I got a Tom right. Atkins body graph. Oh, nice. He seems even like though, Even though I've walked by him several times in shows before. Did you know that... Um... I don't know if you've ever seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, yeah, Al but it was a million years ago. Yeah, it's a Shane yeah. Black movie, right? Yeah, it's a it's a goddamn perfect movie. It's a it's a perfect double bill with the nice guys. But yeah, the nice, the nice guys, guys the, the nice guys is almost like yeah. the nice guys is easy to follow compared to. I mean, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is so dense what he's doing with that and the and the the the, the story within a movie within a book kind of thing it's incredible but there's a moment where um Downey's meeting up with Kilmer again and Kilmer's walking through a club and he makes some smart ass comments somebody tries to throw a glass at him and then he comes up to Downey and says all right you've got 30 seconds of my time thrill me and it's um you've I forgot way back when that Shane Black uh, I think co-wrote or worked with uh, what's his name who did um, Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad that they were old friends and that was a thing that Tom Atkins said in Mon in uh, Night of the Creeps every time. Oh, all right, thrill me. And I'm oh, like, okay. oh, he's he's winking to Fred Decker with that. Oh, with Atkins character. Yeah, I did. I did just finally buy and watch Night of the Creeps this year. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. And oh. I bought it just because I thought, well, you know, I don't know where to find a copy of this. And, you know, at least I could sell the Blu-ray after. I'm sure somebody would want it for half price. But, yeah, um, yeah uh, I kind of get why. I wish I'd seen that as a teen because it was, you know, it's a bit of a, bit of a wink a, of a camera. Yeah, it's a it's a one-off. It's, it's an yeah. oddity. Yeah, it's an oddity. Um, okay, so that one, I guess I'd say the Indiana Jones ones, and just to toot our horn again, uh, we set, put out a set of glow-in-the-dark uh, Twilight Zone figures, the same yes. as yes. before, put those out for Comic-Con, and brand new um, Mystic Seer um, uh, prop replica. We did an amusement park one, uh, theme park one, and um, 
the black and white one again with the uh, Shatner signature. So I was very happy to to have those come out. Um, wonderful. The, the only other thing I got super, super, super cheap a long time ago, there was some mega set, you know, like the shop Disney site that has a lot of exclusive stuff that's not anywhere else, but maybe the park or something. They yeah. had this cool play set. I don't know if I talked about it before, but it's a Spider-Man play set. It's like a little four inch figure kind of of Spider-Man. And then uh, that's posable with magnets on its hands and feet. You can like flip it on this web that it's on and it'll stick to the metal wall of this little city. Um, and it comes with a green goblin that's that's more of just like a PVC, not posable. Um, and it comes with the little spider buggy, like the like the Mego one, like the old school um, spider buggy from the 70s. Yeah, I don't you know why Spider-Man needs a car, but I buy them. He, You know what? It says <laughs> on the box, he's got a bad stomach. Parentheses. Ah. Like the adventure of Spider-Man with a bad stomach. And he doesn't want to swing around, so he gets the car out. A sour tummy. Yeah, well, now I'm going to throw it away since you'd think suddenly it does seem ridiculous that Spider Man should have a car. I'm just going to. Well, I'm it glad away. I could fill your heart with shame. I'm going to bring it to uh, Toys for Tots for next year. That's um, right. You're very early. Uh, the only other thing, I mean, book wise, I could throw in um, the Alan Partridge book, Big Beacon, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was lucky to get a signed copy, signed by Alan. Didn't Garth Marenghi do a book this year, or was that last year? He did a new one this year. I didn't get that one. I got the one from last year, which I didn't love. I really liked it, but I didn't. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very good, but I'm. I'm. So I've got Marenghi and uh, Alan Partridge signed copies on the shelf. The Garth Marenghi guy. I can't believe he isn't more like well known. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, he. I think he's very particular about what he does, but he, you know. You see him show up in, like he showed up in the uh, Year of the Rabbit. The uh, yeah, he's he's in there in, a, in an episode, and but he's he's just brilliant. He's so good. Yeah, uh, I just wonder how he eats. Yeah, yeah, I wonder how a lot of people eat. Um, so there you go. Did you have anything else that you wanted to throw? Oh yeah, toy wise, I had a good year. Um, oh, I was going to talk about uh, three other figures. Uh, okay. White Elephant toys is my friend Jason, a uh, fellow that I'm doing the Lincoln Monsters with, along with the third guy, Frank Wojo. Uh, he reproduced the um, Super Joes from, you know, the old uh, Hasbro Super Joes, but he did a fantastic job, and the toy is actually much better than the one that came out in the 70s. It's just, it's sturdier. Mm. Um just just a fantastic job of a figure and he's he's unfortunately having to change the name because of Hasbro being um, uh, kind of bigger than him but I, I said to him and I, I believe it I said you've already made the figure no one else is gonna make this stuff and whatever you call it you could call it poop poop uh, people will buy it yeah you know? and PS don't call it poop poop. <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted yeah yeah well, that, that's pat that's yeah, that's right patent pending on poop poop <laughs> but yeah uh that was a fabulous figure um migo uh which is usually on my list uh produced an alice cooper figure that i was very very fond of this year oh nice um, big fan of alice cooper uh didn't like the outfit but it is an accurate um modern outfit he would wear and you know i'm just more of a classic alice but i i solved that by buying a mego 
um, Hannibal Lecter and taking the straight nice. that, nice. and then giving uh, uh, my daughter the Hannibal Lecter to give to a friend. Naked. Uh, and, Naked and the last. Yeah, I don't care much for that. And uh, the last thing would be uh, Super 7 did three black hole action figures. Maximilian, Bob, and Vincent. They were fantastic. And while I don't, I would hardly recommend against doing any of the, you know, the the cast of the black hole. I do think a second wave could include the Century Robot and Star and the Humanoid. no toy collector has a humanoid they're very rare and you know i think it's a license to print money for the company like i mean i think there's life in that line that they could you know do exactly one more wave of those and i hope they do i wouldn't be surprised there's a lot going on kind of up and down with super seven these days they really seem to be spreading themselves super thin with stuff they've got so many licenses i know they just dropped disney which means they dropped the Simpsons. Um, so that's that's done. That stuff never really got off the ground. The Black Hole um, is Disney, though. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, I didn't think of that. I forgot it is Disney. Yeah, so maybe, oh, maybe they have something in the pipeline. I thought Disney. I thought they didn't have classic Disney. I thought they were not going to do. Um, I think they were doing Disney characters like um, Incredibles and such. Yeah, they were. Well, they were doing. The, I think. I think. All of that stuff, the Simpsons and, and, you know, any, I think they're kind of parting ways with Disney or Disney. I don't know why exactly, but I mean, they really, they put, every time I turn around, it's like, oh, Fraggle Rock, you know, Peanuts, that's music. Like, it's a lot to stuff to collect. And I know the, um, it, it's weird because it's like something will come, like the five uh, POA, uh, uh, you know, G.I. Joe type things and, you know, that, and then I think they now they're coming. I don't know. Hasbro's now doing like the old school ones with superposability. Like they got a whole new wave coming or something. Or hmm. like I, they just I just saw that they were doing Dungeons and Dragons, and I thought they were doing four inch Dungeons and Dragons figures because NECA put out these D and D figures emulating the LJN line from the eighties. So the the what's his name? Dark Dark. What's he called? Dark Lord or Dark Hold or something? You know the guy? Oh, like, Warduke. Warduke. Warduke, the knight, uh, that little troll dude who was in like Wave 2 or something. And those are I really those, cool. I had those figures as a kid, yeah. I did too. And the, the NECA ones are amazing. But then along comes the, I think, um, was it Hasbro or Mattel? Who did the D&D animated line that came out? I think the it was recent. Hasbro who did that. Hasbro. Because he was I in thought, those uh, blank boxes. That was one of those lines that we'd heard about for decades. Like, why doesn't somebody do the D&D anime? And I thought it was going to explode. I thought, this is the one everyone's been waiting for. And they can't give it away. So to do a Yeah, whole that new, shocked me. To be a whole new asking. line, which I thought was like, okay, they're doing four-inch animated D&D. Okay, well, the other ones didn't get Now I'm finding out they're the ultimate ones that are like $55. Yeah. I, I can't get my head around it. There's just not that there's not enough of a fan base in the world for most of this stuff. But I love the card art on the black hole ones. And maybe they got three more in the pipeline because it would make sense. Well, that'd be great. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Um, and I would buy an Yvette Mimieux. Why? And you get, a, you, you, you get those cheaper uh, vintage. 
and uh you know yeah you can kick up the sculpts a little bit and you know i get yeah i I have a feeling they probably don't have those likenesses and and then good because like you know um I personally scored at the end of the year with a vintage um, Charlie Pizer on a Canadian card, which, nice. yeah, I was excited, but it's also, it's, you know, woohoo, it's... Just get someone to make the gun. white guys in the same suit. Get, make, you got contacts, get, get the gun made, that's all I care about. I want oh, the, yeah, get, I'd like to do that, but I don't have that kind of power. I want the black hole gun to come out before I die. We got. Yeah, I, try, I tried uh, in my awkward elevator exchange with Brian Flynn at Power. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> but yeah. I just never got to gun. Yeah, you said I know Jason Lindsay. Like yeah, okay. And then what I did was I stopped the elevator, jumped out, and Pass, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass, yeah. yeah. Right before you get out of the elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there you go. Speaking of passing gas, I got a dog here that's been crossing his legs for about 30 minutes <laughs> looking at me going, no, what are you barking, doing? So I better go see what she's up to. But uh, this has been a blast. Yeah, good stuff. And I think what we should do, Jason, is um, we should do another installment of uh, Busted TV Pilots. Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to do that. Yeah, I think that was uh, one of our most popular episodes last oh, year. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I, I, love doing, I love doing the audio commentary stuff. It's great. Yeah, no, but I mean, we, this is one where we just both watch a pilot and then report back. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think we should we should pick two doozies and go for it again. Okay. I'm going to pick Heil Honey, I'm Home. Oh, good. That'll be our best episode ever. Yeah, that was the show that actually happened actually yeah yeah have you ever tried to sit through that yes yes even as satire you go what could anybody have possibly been thinking yeah what's what what is the end game here yeah normalize hitler it's so it's so but anytime i've ever told you always get the same reaction like that didn't happen that's not a thing like no it's a thing it happened it really happened You know what's um, okay, funny great. is I actually one of my neighbors, you know, found some YouTube clip and tagged me in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's from a Turkish movie." Blah blah blah. And he actually came up to me recently, like at a party, and said, "I can't believe you knew that what that was." And it's like, yeah, the, the world's crazy. <laughs> Did you recognize the the clip? No, but just that, like you know, he. He just couldn't get over that I knew what I what that was, and I was like, "Yeah, if you just like look outside, there's a lot of weird stuff going on." Yeah, you know. <laughs> and we do remember a lot of weird stuff, so that helps. Yeah, and, and it's just like, sorry, but I'm I'm like that is I am a moth to that porch light. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I hope that uh, people have learned something from this, and maybe we've uh, enlightened your lives with a few choices. Of our best of 23. Yeah, I hope we've uh, changed minds and hearts. Yes, it's the least we can ask for. Mm-hmm. This episode was paid for by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I do Give like the list try, of Brian. Very different, very different list. It'd be boring if we came uh, to this with the same. Uh, you know, I don't even think we had. Um, 
a single like commonality this year. The only one was was uh, Guardians Three. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, okay. Both our list, but that's that's what makes it fun. We, we both didn't have religious scare films. No, no. Oddly enough, I didn't get around to that this year, last yeah. year. That's because you're not one of the one thousand. Right. They sold out. Yeah. All right, Matt. Thanks, well, everybody. Thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Be safe.